are in the eye of the hurricane. The official podcast of Manatee Hurricanes football with your host, Chad Choate. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of In the Eye of the Hurricane, presented by Godson's Pizza House and Coastline Contractors. I'm your host, Chad Choate, and I'm joined always by head football coach of the Manatee Hurricanes, Coach Jacquez Green. We want to thank you all for joining us again as we talk about everything Manatee Hurricane football. So, Coach, let's jump right into last week. Uh, Cardinal Gibbons coming into to, uh, Hawkins Stadium, highly ranked team. They've got athletes everywhere. We talked about it last week. You know, really, obviously, we, we, you love to win. Um, there's no moral victories in it, but we did ha- happen to lose to them, uh, 31 to 20, 11th in the state. Uh, obviously, a, a, a pretty competitive game uh, from our guys. It looked like we were we were extremely focused from the beginning of the game. We go off to five and two on the season. But let's talk a little bit about uh, Cardinal Gibbons after watching that, uh, you know, over the weekend, and then and you know what's your you and the staff's evaluation of how we played uh, last week. Um, going into the game, I thought we matched up pretty good with those guys. Uh, they had a big offensive line, but they didn't really, you know, come off the ball like I've seen some of the you know, the better teams in the state come off the football. Uh, but you know, when you play those type of teams, you you can't turn the ball over, you can't dig yourself a hole, and you you can't give those guys uh, uh, ten points early in the game. So I think those ten points early in the game with the uh, two early fumbles came back to hunt us. You no, know, it made us play from behind a lot of the football game and gave them chance to, those guys a chance to play with the lead so but I think the guys played hard I thought we competed real well against those guys and um, we, we ran the football very well against those guys last week you know I don't think just like we talked about they didn't really do anything you know uh, out of the ordinary or spectacular they they pretty much stuck to their game plan I thought um, quarterback really good though. I, I will say um, I thought he was more athletic in person than I thought he was in in watching film. I, there were some there were some plays and I, one that kind of sticks in my mind is um, they're going towards the the concession stand towards the kicking net so the west side um, he gets pressured on on the left side which is the home side he evades it and someone happened to be down in front of him and he jumps over him and then still gets composure to be able to throw a ball. That just to me shows pretty darn good athleticism and, and just awareness too of to can, not just say uh, let's run it and bail on this play, but keep my eyes downfield and finding something. He was a good. He was a good football player. You no, know, as I talked about last week, uh, he's going to UCF, so he's a, a group of five type quarterback. Uh, he has a good arm. He's a good athlete, and I was really concerned about him pulling his own reads going into the game. You no, know, I knew he was a good athlete from watching him on film and talking to some other coaches, and uh, he did a good job of extending a lot of players, little guys, and converted a lot of third downs for those guys. You know, looking at the stat sheet, we had at number three, uh, Kamani Benneby was their, their leading guy, their leading receiver. But really, he didn't do much against us, to be honest with you. They really hit more of the Antonio Lindsay and also Colton Heinrich, 82, which is kind of like a hybrid tight end or something like that. Did you all feel, looking back at that, was there – Was there? I, I thought that we could cover their guys pretty well on the perimeter. So then where do you move – you kind of move inward as you go. Maybe they saw something there from the tight end spot. Is that something you guys – I saw looking back at it that maybe you know just some of those crossing routes some of those you know shorter shorter game routes with that interior guy is that something they just found in our in our defense I think we did pretty good in the passing game I think he was like 18 for 33 passing so no he completed no less than half his passes and a, a lot of those guys a lot of those completions came on when he was scrambling you know breaking out in the pocket and making throws uh, they got their best player on their team back this year who was Jesse Anderson number 16 he ran a post route one time and Duran fell down and he called it so 
I think he had like six or seven catches, though. But I think we played well overall defensively, and we kept the ball in front of us, you know, just like we've done most of the season. Uh, I think most of their plays came because Cordick was a good player, and he extended some plays and found some guys on the run. Yeah, in the run game, they really didn't, you know, I think they're, they're, we actually may have held them for under 100 yards, if I could do my quick math here right, you know, or maybe just right at 100, a little over 100. But, you know, I think the, you said it, two turnovers. You know, when you, whenever you go into a game, and, and we, we've been struck by this, you go back to Lakewood Range game, you know, you, you got the pick six, and you got the, the 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 turnover in the very first portion. Turnovers are a huge factor in not only just winning and losing. Sometimes you can come back from them like we did with Lakewood Ranch, but in this game, like you say, it puts you back to where now we've got to press a little bit. You know, maybe all of a sudden for a play caller for you, and you can answer this or not. Maybe it makes you move and jump jump a little bit. You know, because hey, we're already down so much. Yeah, I went into the game uh, planned on being a little bit more aggressive than I've always been this season. Uh, especially considering their first drive was maybe you know half of the first quarter. I think it was seventeen play drive the first quarter. Uh, we had a backup linebacker in the game, and he may he may have gave up every third down conversion that, that <laughs> possession. So after that, you know, we got him out and, and you know moved some guys around, and and we played well on defense other than the, the very first drive. Uh, yeah, no, and even to throw about third downs, they were fifty percent, you know, which is not not bad, uh, you know, respectfully coming from a team like that. You talk about on you for offense. Was it the first play or the second play of the game, the reverse? You know, and that's something we really haven't seen. And um, obviously, Ramsey Cole, you put a lot of green grass in front of him and the kid can fly. And uh, was that something scripted? You felt like, hey, uh, this is something we see? Or did you just feel in the moment, hey, we got to get something big here? It was something we had worked on a little bit, you know, try to get the ball in Ramsey hand with the speed he has. I I think he should have scored in that play, matter of fact. But um, we knew those guys would be aggressive early in the game. They'd be running to the football. And um, it was just a time to call the play. Uh, Keeping it, man, our offensive line coach asked me to call the first play of the game. I said, no, we'll just wait till the second play of the game. <laughs> just want to get the kids you know, a yeah, feel for the hit, game, come yeah. off the ball a little bit before we, we got into that type of play. Well, you know, it, it's one of those where, you know, you start off to play. You know, I go back to Florida-Georgia week, obviously this week. You go back to several years ago, I think it was 16 or 17, and first play of the game we open up with a bomb, you know, a vertical down, nice little post, and he's wide open. And we don't connect it. But sometimes you do that in the beginning, it gets it going. And not only that, that's something that we have not shown yet. Uh, and we got a big game this week. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But it's just something else to put on film, right? It's something else that obviously we want to do it because we want to win the game we're at. But it also makes another team down the road have to prepare for something like yeah, that. Yeah, anytime you put those things on film, it gives the team something to prepare for. Uh, it also makes their backside guy not be able to pursue as fast and as hard, you know, make them have to stay home and, and play reverses and boots and you know, cutback lanes. And you, you go back and look at it, we're pretty balanced, a little more run than pass. Um, and, and Corey did a you know, good job. You know, uh, Corey gets hit, I think, maybe early in the second half on the thigh, or maybe that was the first half. Um, but, you know, has to come out for a little bit, and Keyshawn comes right in, does a great job spelling him. I mean, we've got two guys between Corey and, and um, Keyshawn that, that, that could be – that will be very special, very good now, but are still relatively young, junior and sophomore. Yeah. Um, Corey comes back, rips off some more good ones, um, gets hit again. Then the other thing, put just some thigh yeah. bruise probably, you know, looking uh, – especially playing running back, and especially nowadays, uh, high hits – are not wanted, right? And and so, to me, from a defense perspective, if we're not going to, if we can't hit, you don't want to hit a shoulder high, obviously. We can't really put our, our face mask in anybody really anymore because you may jeopardize hitting them with the crown. You got to go low. And unfortunately, you're going to hit guys' thighs. You're going to hit knees. You're going to hurt ankles. So there's really, you know, it is what it is. It's a violent game, but 
Yeah, Corey got to do a better job of making guys miss on the second level. No, he he wants to run everybody over. And I, I tell Corey uh, all the time that you're 165 pounds, man. If you want to last <laughs> a full season, you got to make some guys miss. But that's his mentality. You know, he's a tough kid. Uh, it also gave Keyshawn a chance to get get the ball a little bit more. Uh, Keyshawn's a special talent. You no, know, he's he's really you know getting his legs under him now, really getting a feel for what we're doing offensively. Um, he's a little bit older as the season went along, so it gives us a chance to get him the ball because he, he's one of the faster guys on our team, and he runs. You know, strong also, and he also has a big time top end speed. You actually, it's funny during the broadcast uh, on the first hit with Corey, where he gets him kind of in the thigh. If Corey, it's a safety coming up. That safety would come up. He was a bullet, right? You take that one, and I can't do it, but I know what it is. You take that one little jab and little crossover step, almost like in basketball, and that eight yard turns into eighteen yards. Keyshawn comes in almost identical play and has that little stutter, and and then he gets and and that's the thing I think if if Corey, not that Corey can't, but if he would do it more consistent and try to be power. And then all of a sudden he's he's off to the races as well. Cora runs like he's a two hundred pound runner. Right? <laughs> you no, know, he he has good balance. You no, know, he rarely goes down on the first hit. But at times, you no, know, he have to understand how, how, how his body is built. You no, know? uh, that guy was already down probably his ankles way before Corey got to him. So he should have made the guy miss, and and he can turn those you no know, fifteen yard runs into eighty five yard runs. And and Keyshawn's more of a natural running back. You no, know, he's been doing it for a while. Uh, he has big time speed, and he, he can make the defenders miss on the second level. We got Kobe Keen in the ball, more a little more this game, which is real nice. Some some rollouts, some quick hits, and, and a touchdown as well. You know, going talk a little bit about about the 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 red zone. Uh, you know, at times, you know, we want to score obviously when you, you from anywhere. But how did you feel about our red zone offense? We we have struggled a little bit. You go back to uh, the poor Charlotte game, three times inside the five, and we don't score. How did you feel about the red zone offense this week? Um, and look, we had some more wrinkle plays in there, some more rollouts, some of that the, some of that quick kind of arrow routes where you know guys are going one two off line scrimmage and going east and west, uh, which is almost like a toss really. Mm-hmm. But how did you feel about the the, the we've, red we've zone? been better? You know, we had to kick one field goal down there uh, early in the game after Ramsey long reverse, but we've been scoring it last you know, two games. Uh, we did a good job of executing a, a keeper down the red zone. We threw the ball to Ramsey in the flats. Um, it, it was good for us because it, it was a heavy uh, cover one team, and after we started attacking the weak side flats, they started playing more cover three, which was you know, very advantageous for us on offense. You know, now we knew exactly where they will line up at each time and, and can knock them off the football. Well, you bring up the cover one. A lot of people ask me all the time, well, why, you know, we don't really run perimeter. We don't really run uh, speed option. You know what? And, and – uh, so a lot of that is predicated on the defense you're playing. Yeah. When you're playing man, man, a man defense, and you run those guys off, you got the perimeter open to be able to run that. And so, um, you know, just something that I know we, the average. We always worked on speed option, and we hit them with it two or three times yeah. early in the game, which made them have to get out of cover one, and, and they start putting the guy backside. Which I will, I would, I, I don't really apologize too many to white hats and, and to refs because that would uh, we even talk about the refereeing. Completely atrocious, some calls and missed calls. Obviously, the kid rips a helmet off and swings it and uses it as a weapon. Doesn't even get ejected. And and kudos to Ian for not going postal. And uh, and good job with Tyreek kind of coming back and, and holding him back. But I thought that, that Johnny's fumble was a face mask. I don't care 
uh, that he didn't pull the face mask, but the hand scraped along the face mask. He face masked. The first nowadays, guy who came across him in the backfield face mask. That's nowadays you got to call. Um, I think one time Corey had a run and the guy broke through and horse coddled him. So hey, I just chalked up his high school referees. Man. Yeah, they they miss so many calls. And I, I don't even think they understand the rules sometimes. And I I agree with you. <laughs> and I but I here's what I do love to see. Um, obviously frustration from coaches from players knowing, hey, we're not getting any calls. Uh, they were playing a little bit dirty, a little bit cheap, whatever. But to fight through that and keep that advert and, and to not, one, bring it back on, on us, not do anything silly for us to get a penalty, but also just to keep fighting. Sometimes you say, look, we got to play this good team and the refs. Uh, so, you know, we really never, even though we had those bad calls, never gave up, just threw our hands up and said, we're done. You know what I mean? Yeah, our kids, they play hard. No, they play hard, and they always play to the end of the game. Uh, we've always played this year very well in the second half. Uh, we've played very well defensively in the second half. Uh, other than Port Charlotte game, but we play well. The kids play hard. They still rush kicks hard, even when we're down. So uh, that's to the leadership we got on our team this year. that they, they hold each other accountable, and they continue to play hard regardless of the score. Well, it wasn't a turnout that we wanted, obviously, with a loss. But, uh, you know, good, good, hard-fought game. Uh, no question about it. So that's it for us talking about uh, the Lake, the Cardinal Gibbons game. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. You're listening to In the Eye of the Hurricane. Coastline contractors serving Anna Maria, Longboat, Bradenton, and Sarasota are the official construction sponsors of Manatee Hurricane Football. Owner Jack Schneider and his wife Courtney are both MHS grads and proudly call Bradenton their home. Jack's team can handle your building project, whether it's new construction, remodeling, or commercial construction. They specialize in custom builds, attention to detail, and high-end finishes, making the building process personal. Find out more on their website, CoastlineContractorsLLC.com. That's CoastlineContractorsLLC.com. Hey, Hurricane fans, wouldn't a loaded Godson's Pizza sound good right about now? Godson's Pizza House owner Philip Schultes is a Manatee alum who is also a player and coach and now a proud sponsor of Manatee Hurricane football. He invites you to stop in for dinner before heading out to Hawkins Stadium. Godson's is a family-owned business with a rich tradition. It's the finest quality pizza and pasta with the finest service. 1720 Cortez Road, West in Bradenton, online at godsonspizzahouse.com. Call for carryout at 941-348-2008 and go Canes! Welcome back, everyone, to In the Eye of the Hurricane, presented by Godson's Pizza House, Coastline Contractors. I'm Chad Choate, joined, of course, by head football coach Jacquez Green. Coach, talked a little bit about Cardinal Gibbons last week. Let's move forward to this week. Uh, really, to be honest with you, um, I don't remember in past several uh, years a week that I've been more excited about. I mean, we finished Friday night, and I was like, I'm ready for next Friday already. And and a lot of it has to do with the natural rival, what Palmetto is. Um, the natural, obviously, it's a district title game. We uh, we haven't had district title with Palmetto in a long, long time. So this almost kind of goes back to, like, the Venice where you're fighting for district title. But our, our rival with Venice is not like – Palmetto because these kids know each other. They grow up playing youth league. Some of them live in Palmetto. That choice over here. So this this game is a is a big big just rival game. And now all of a sudden it's a district championship. Palmetto comes in. They're five and three on the year. Really been a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde from the beginning of the year till their bye week. And then now, and what I mean by Jekyll and Hyde is they lose to Brain River. They lose to Sarasota, who we obviously, you know, beat. We beat Brain River earlier. They go on a bye week. 
kind of changed some things up. I've heard Coach Marino's back calling plays now. They bring a couple. Kyrie Marshall comes over at running back. Now all of a sudden they're back to you know their their single back ace formation. A lot of trips, a lot of doubles, a lot of what Marino has always run. Some slants, some some verticals, and uh, all of a sudden they gone on this streak. They 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 come back. They they play on a Monday or Tuesday Southeast. They play Lakewood Ranch on that same Friday. They beat them. Um, and, and then last week beat a Lake Gibson team after some scheduling stuff. Uh, you know, so they're coming in on a 3-0, and you know, game winning streak. And I know they're they're excited and they're hyped. They've had some big plays happen over the last couple of weeks, especially on offense. Uh, so as you guys prepare for this game, what do you see uh, with Palmetto um, as, as you guys have broken down film over the weekend and this, this past week? We moved this game to the uh, you know the last the last district game that you can have of the season, hoping it'll end up like this. It'll be for the district championship, so it'll be you know fun for both of our fans. You know, it should be a good turnout this Friday night and a, and a big game for both uh, high schools. Uh, they're totally different on offense than they were early in the year. You know, they was more of a spread team early in the season. I think after the bye week, they went to more big formation. They're trying to run the football. They don't want to, they don't want to put it in a quarterback's hand as much as early in the season. Trying to run the football, control the clock, and uh, and throw some play-action passes and, and keep their defense off the field as much as they were on the field early season. Uh, they've had a lot of success doing it the last couple of weeks. Uh, Kyrie Marshall is a guy who always had a, a running back background. He was their middle linebacker, and now he's playing tailback. And, uh, I think it, it helps him out as far as being able to run the football, but also help us out too because he doesn't play middle linebacker anymore. Right. <laughs> he was a pretty good middle linebacker. Yeah. So uh, I think it re- what they're doing really you know, kind of somewhat can play into our hands. I think our strength of our team is you know, up front as far as uh, playing the run. And you know, as long as our linebackers are fitting it correctly and our safeties are fitting it correctly, I think we should be okay on defense. And then their defense, kind of the same thing. They've always run a little four-two-five. It looks like, yeah. um, and and nothing really uh, too crazy. Like the blitz of Mike, like the blitz a gap, b gap every once yeah. in a while, that sort of thing. But nothing too exotic that we haven't seen or or haven't uh, haven't haven't played before. Let me ask you this: with first, especially t- starting with the preparation. Um, uh, before asking how the week's gone and how practice is going, when you got a game like this and and you know you know one, it's not only the senior night. Unfortunately, had to move senior night to this. I guess senior night was always going to be actually this game, um, which I don't know why. You know, it's always going to be at the end. I don't know. You can do it at the beginning, I guess. But Anytime, really whatever. That's neither here nor there. But it's senior night, so you got that emotion. You got emotion, obviously, being Palmetto and the district championship. We've got some other stuff going on. You've got 1992 championship going to be there for 30 years. You got some other stuff happening. So a lot of emotion during the game. Pink out for breast cancer. A lot of emotion. Um, so did we see? You know, sometimes that can start showing up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday before the game, you, you, you could see that the intensity happens at practice. So how has practice been going knowing that this Friday is such a big game? Uh, it's been going very well. No, it can't be any different than last week, being homecoming, and you no, know, the kids had way more activities last week than they, than they have this week. So it's been going pretty well. The kids know what's at stake. Uh, 
not even just playing Palmetto. It's the fact that, you know, we guarantee the playoff spot if we win this game and, and guarantee district championship. But, you know, one of our first goals is to win the county. So that'll be another step also towards, you know, being the best team in the county this year. Yeah, obviously you win tonight. And then we got Southeast next week would finish out the county the county record. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, on all, for, for us on, on offense. Um, you know, I thought uh, we, we started Johnny last week. Um, they come in, uh, you know, with probably having to prepare for both. I know some of the coaches over there, they've been asking me, well, who do you think? Who's starting? What do you think? Blah, blah. So it don't matter what I think. <laughs> I mean, that's the bottom line. And I think that, and we've talked about it all year, uh, you know, we, we've, they've, they got to prepare for both. And I think Johnny, though, in the past game or so, managing the game, um, in my opinion, has been really, really well. And I think he's progressed in that, in that spot. Um, and so I know that, that, that they're having to prepare for two for two guys. Yeah, last game, both of them played pretty solid. You know, both of them complete, had a high complete completion percentage at the end of the night. I think Jane was eight for nine, and um, Andrew was maybe seven for eight passing. So uh, I'll continue to play both of them. Um, if one of them get the hot hand and is playing well, I, I'll ride them on out the rest of the game. So uh, at the end of the night, I just won't you know what's best for the team and whichever quarterback is playing the best. I've asked you this before, before we start talking more about Palmetto. I've asked you before, do you do and I know the kids probably do. Oh, they lost to Sarasota. Oh, they lost to Brain River. Oh, we beat them. But they beat Liquid Ranch pretty sound, you know. And obviously, I think you go back to our game with Liquid Ranch. We don't give up the two turnovers to pick six. It's a different way, different ball game. But uh, do. How do you control? I know. Listen, it doesn't matter about common opponents. You can look at common opponents. It is good to watch film and say, "What did we do against that defense? What are they doing?" Or vice versa. When you see common opponents, but other than that, I mean, you really can't take any measure off of common opponents. No, football is all about matchups. You no, know? if one team come and maul this team and they maul them because they had a good offensive line, and you don't have a good offensive line, you can't go in with the same <laughs> right. plan. So, uh, but you can, you know, look at the way they played teams and how they lined up against teams, and and then certain plays. That, that it had a, a hard time adjusting to or certain plays that had a hard time stopping that's been very common you know, throughout the year you know, with more, more than just the you know, most recent teams and you see they having issues with it you, you know that's the ongoing problem but regardless of who we play we want to start off being to run the football and control the uh, clock you know? if I think we can run the football and um, give our defense some rest we, we're very good defensively during that time you know, we got to convert third downs and uh, and keep defenses off the field. And our uh, defense has to, you know, keep teams off the field on their third downs and get them off the field. So looking at their offense, Xander Smith is their starting quarterback, sophomore, uh, thrown the thrown the ball 175 times, completion 99 out of about this 56 percent completion for 1,400 yards, 12 touchdowns, five interceptions. You know, um, uh, obviously you said it earlier, they're not throwing the ball as much as they have been, um, but you know they start the game off last week against Lake Gibson with a straight vertical and and kid throws a dime and walks it in for a touchdown. So you know that that big play making is still there from Xander and now you add a little bit of a run game how does how does that play action you mentioned it the play action run game what is how does that put on a defense especially in the secondary and the linebacker play wow the pressure that puts to to have to stop the run too but also you, you got to be able to look out for that pass yeah the way we play our defense though uh the safety's eyes shouldn't be in the backfield as much they should be reading on linemen and stuff a run pass and the way we apex our overhang guys they're not worried about they run first defenders so shouldn't put our guys in too much conflict but um Palmetto always thrives on the big play, so we can't let uh, 
those guys hit big plays over the top of us. Uh, after those first two big plays of the game against uh, Lake Gibson, I'm sorry, against Lake Gibson, they their game once the game settled down was a nine eight ball game. So yeah. Lake Gibson played them pretty tough, other than the first what, three or four minutes of the ball game. Yeah, you had the ball, you had the, the vertical in the, in the beginning screen. and a screen. Yeah. and Kyrie was out the and gate, but nobody that, touched him. No, after that, like like Paul Miller didn't do much on offense the rest of the night. When you look at the rushing, you know you, Kyrie has only been playing tailback for two or three games, forty five carries for three hundred forty yards, averaging seven and a half carries. He really leads it, other than than uh, I believe it's it's Moise. They're 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 uh, I don't know uh, I don't know exactly that spelling. We have to get it from the Barnadors, but um, you know he's averaging 17 yards a carry. Probably like, you know reverses yeah. and things like that that he's hit. But you know I think Kyrie is is the guy. Lodges and Edwards has run the ball a little bit as well. But I think Kyrie is the one. You stop Kyrie and you stop them. The run the game and make them pass. Um, I think it bodes well for us. No disrespect to the teams they played so far, but we'll probably be the first you no know, real physical defense that they've played since they went to the new uh, defense, I mean new offense. Doesn't mean they can't win the ball game, but I think you know, it'd be a real test. Uh, their run game against our run defense this weekend, uh, we just got to keep the ball in front of us. The thing that scared me the most is uh, – Think last name Lane, the number seven, the wide yep. receiver. Yep. He can really run. He's he's very talented. You know, he has good length. He's about six one, six two. Uh, he scares me in the pass game. But other than that, I think we'll be pretty good in the run game. Yeah, in the pass game, we're talking about Zamarian Lang. You know, twenty seven catcher, four hundred fifty yards, uh, and uh, he's got five touchdowns on the year. So obviously, they're big play guy. You know, then you add in the the couple other Lodge Moise. You've got Callaway, two hundred thirty, three hundred sixty, two hundred thirty yards, and a couple more touchdowns. So really. Really kind of spreading the ball away, but Zamir and Ling, I think, is their big play guy. He's the one that's going to go over top and spread the defense. They were spreading the ball out pretty good, but when they went to the new off, uh, offense, they had to get one of those guys off the field, which would be good for us because they start playing more with the tight end and the wing. So uh, that helps us out, you know, take some of their speed off the field. But they do become more physical and, and a team that can pound you now. And then, you know, offensively, I think that, you know, for us, you know, when you go into a game and you look at, you know, Palmetto's defense where, um, you know, really hasn't changed over the over time, uh, they kind of do what they do. Do you go back and look at past games or we've played and said, hey, how do we do against them last year or the year before since you've been here and say, what do we do? What was effective? What was not effective? Do you critique yourself and look back at old games like that? We've never ran the ball good against them. I don't, I don't know. One time we played them right after Braden Riverhead ran for like 300 yards and we couldn't run the ball. I think the common theme or the common factor in those two games was uh, Jalen Wester, who is now at FAU. Uh, he's given us fits his last two years. I think he had 16 tackles one year and like 14 tackles the next year. So if we can run the football, I think we can keep those guys in the eight-man front and have an opportunity to hit big plays on the outside. But in years past, we couldn't run the football, and they'll just start playing two-man and make it tough on you. You know, I think, you know, special team-wise, they got a decent kicker. I think he puts in the end zone some. And, and I think, you know, go back to look at us, you know, Great job from from uh, Joey, you know, hitting two field goals. I think that's big to get the field goals in because you're going to need them eventually. You know, I go back and, and we had a, a last-second field goal. Uh, KP's – Coach KP Price now on the staff, his best and worst game he's ever had in his life. Um, and, and we end up winning over there. And so, you know, special teams I think is probably about even um, – 
obviously I think that you know they've got some guys that will be able to you know return and, and so do we um, and uh, so I think that matches up pretty pretty evenly over there I think the course of this is going to be uh, turnovers you know if we can prevent the turnovers from our end we've seen what turnovers can do and how it can hurt us scoring in the red zone and I think another thing too is just not giving up big plays I, it, it's consistently it's hard for, for a high school offense to consistently move the ball 80 70 yards and score it's a lot of predicated off of of big plays. I think we do those three things, you know, I, I, I think it bodes well for us. Yeah, the main thing in this game for us defensively is to keep the ball in front of us. You know, we can't give up big plays. Uh, we have to be able to run the ball. We have to be able to stop the run. Uh, and we can't turn the ball over. If we don't turn the ball over, uh, we, we can play with these guys and we can, we have a good chance of winning. Well, I think with senior night and all that kind of stuff that happens in the front of it, you know, hopefully those guys stay focused um, and really lead the team that they have all year to, to district championship. One that's eluded us here the past year so so you know be big to be home during the playoffs uh there's nothing like playing at home uh during the playoffs so hopefully we can get that happen i hope that the the atmosphere is electric for both sides i hope that it's it's packed on palmetto side packed on the home side i think it's great environment for the kids to play in for coaches to coach in for everybody i think if, if we can get everybody there packed 7 30 kickoff uh, obviously joe canadian field at hawkins stadium we'd love to see everybody there gofan.co is how you can buy your tickets uh we want to thank everybody for listening to us today uh, as we talked uh, about pa- palmetto uh join us next week as we recap palmetto and we look forward to southeast and and i can't say this loud and proud enough and now i'm so ready for friday night go canes go